Welcome back again, ladies and gents. Mike, 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 back in the wonderful state of Valhalla. What's up, my friend? Just living the dream over here, man. Just yep. living the dream. Just another day in paradise for you, isn't it? Another day in paradise. Just sunshine and rainbows for all the Vol fans out there. <laughs> Just everything's going great. It's all fine. Everything's fine. The the entire building's not burning in the background. No, that's not us. That wouldn't be us. We're winning all the games. We're winning everything. We're doing great. Well, wonderfully. Yeah, it's it's been a dream, a peach of a week. Um, can't wait for more, honestly. Oh yeah, give me give me Florida at home, baby. You know. Well, yeah. So last night, um, started out pretty tough. Made the uh, you know it was one of those that uh, it's like well. This is a little bit later for a game. May not be much something to stay up for, but um, we, Tennessee made it a little close. What did you What did you think about overall last night? How What was your roller coaster emotions throughout the game, sir? Oh man, um, you know that was one that Tennessee knows how like to get your heart back in it. It inevitably happens all the time. Oh yeah, uh, there was a few things that were just prototypical Tennessee. Uh, number one is a player going off for like a career high. Um, I don't know if it was actually career high, but you can pretty much bank on that. Whenever Tennessee plays somebody, like yeah. somebody's going to throw for 100 yards, or somebody's going to score 50 points. Um, so that you know that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Tennessee. I think the biggest thing was, and honestly, <laughs> I know Arkansas was shooting the ball pretty well. Yeah, you felt like the one thing that this team was going to do well was defend and. We just got lit up. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime you give up that many points and just struggle as mildly as they did against Arkansas, it was just it was brutal to watch. I turned the game off with like three or four minutes left because I literally just I just didn't have the, I didn't have it in me. You know, I, I, I feel have, you. Yeah. Heart <sighs> wasn't in it. I know. But, we did that so. thing. We did that thing again where we start out and. Ten turnovers in the first half. I was like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. My goodness. Like, love to throw the ball to the other team. And old Viscovi had a rough go about it last night, speaking of turnovers. Was it Witt? Was, that, was he the fifth-year senior that they had guarding him? And they yeah. took he took away his left. And when you take away Viscovi's left, it's not great. Stuff. Yeah, I think that's the guy that they mistakenly put as John Fulkerson, maybe the first time this team played, and it was a big joke. Yes! <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, he had the strength of John Fulk. He had two men, John Fulkerson and, and Witt, whatever his That's terrifying. Is, but yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Witt. Jimmy name. Witt. Yeah. Yeah, what I was expecting. But anyway. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of what I've grown to expect with this team, and it's a big reason why I wasn't overly optimistic going in the back half of the season mm-hmm. is the results have been just such a mixed bag. I mean, I don't know how you go from competing one week, dominating one week, to getting trounced the next week. I mean, it's so up and down. Yeah. Um, and Josiah James, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but I think I'm pretty sure he's got four points in the last three games he's played in. So, I mean, I hate to ride that guy, <laughs> but I mean, and I know he's dealt with some injury problems. He's got like a, a knee or a thigh problem that's been lingering. But even still, I mean, you expect more production out of a guy that's a five-star player and was 
really, really heavily heralded um, coming into this class. But you want to hear a crazy know, stat? On, have you heard this crazy stat on him? Let me make. I just want to make sure. My my little brother sent this to me. I kind of want to make sure this is right first. It it almost seems, it almost seems crazy. Let me let me let me get his full stat. I just I can't can't go in it. Oh my gosh, it's true. Okay, so Josiah James is averaging twenty nine point seven minutes a game, right? Right. On the year. He has 61 turnovers, 61 fouls, and only 58 made shots. He has more fouls and turnovers than he does made shots. That's rough. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if you you heard this, but somebody told me that uh, Barnes made Josiah James change his shot and that um, I think he was trying to project to the next level on how he would, how successful he would be in the NBA, or hmm. how successful the shooter he would be. But that was one thing I'd heard, really, probably two or three months ago, is that um, he had changed his shot in order to try to have, a, I think, a quicker release and maybe a higher release point as well to basically be a more effective yeah. shooter. Um, and so I'm hoping that is kind of why or at least translating to some of his offensive struggles. Um, maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, but even still, I mean, it's just been abysmal from a guy that a lot of people had high expectations, and probably too high of expectations. But I don't think anyone can yeah. fault – you can't fault anyone for saying, man, really thought that he would have more made baskets than turnovers and fouls at this point. You know, in No. So, irregardless of where you stand with your expectations, I think he – grossly has underperformed them and at the very least underperformed them. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, same thought. I mean, I, uh, you and I talked about it a lot at the beginning of the season that, you know, he's not going to go out there and fill it up. like that. He's, he right. was never going to be right. a dynamic score. But I at least thought he'd be like a 12, 6, and 5 guy. Right. Like, I thought he was going to be a three-tool guy early on because, you know, he does. Like, he has, like, he has a body – uh, for, especially for his position that, like, he, he's well beyond his years. Right. Now, there's a lot of things and a lot of aspects like you saw in, you know, in his times whenever he was in high school that he he really, you know, he had a really good feel for the game. And then the, some worries happened when he got in those big all-star games because he was far overshadowed. And I thought, ah, it's it's the all-star games. Like right. no offense, but like James Michael McAdoo was like the was the All Star MVP for McDonald's and the Jordan game, and he wound up being just a solid player at Carolina. Right. You know, played a couple of years in the NBA. So uh, I didn't, I don't I don't take a lot to heart on those, but right. um, yeah, I just thought okay, well he'll be fine. He'll he'll he's a he's a good three tool guy, four tool guy, however you want to look at those. Um, so I thought, surely he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But it's not really turned out that way. And he's had opportunities. He's getting 30 minutes a game. It's just what kind of just never figured out a flow, never figured out a flow. And hopefully that comes along next year when he plays with a lot of talent and maybe bound, bound being gone. Where do you, where do you see him? Like, how do you think he develops? What, right. Looking at it right now, do you think he finds a role? 
I think, you know, I think he does. And I, I think it's tough to project that because he's been playing so poorly. But, I mean, I just – I feel like he's got the size. Um, and if he can – I think if he can get comfortable and he can develop some – like a little bit more of a shot and probably that will probably spring some confidence within him. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe help him to kind of take that next step as a scorer. You know – which the next step at this point would just be getting like 10 a game would be borderline miraculous at this point, it seems like. But, you know, I really yeah. did. I'm, I'm with you. I felt like he was the kind of the guy that you would at least expect to come in and, and have a shot at like a, a, a double-double or even a triple-double like a few times out of the season. Not because he's dropping yeah. 30 points, but because, you know, he's giving you 12 or 15, and then he's big enough to hit the glass and he's, uh, you know, was thought to be a really good point guard and going to be a really good ball distributor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I thought would make a huge impact, maybe not so much on the scoring line because nobody that really watched his game thought, okay, he's going to come in and be a super prolific scorer. But yeah. you thought that he would have enough wiggle, have enough strength, and have enough athleticism to get to the basket three or four times a game and then hit down, hit a couple shots. Um and then set other people up and set your offense up and kind of run everything through him. Um, yeah. So I think at this point it's, it could still happen. I think that, you know, it, it's probably tough adjusting and adapting to the SEC uh, level of play and then furthermore when you're dealing with injuries and, and all that. So I'm, I'm not writing him off yet as far as the impact and the potential that he has, but, um, but I'm definitely not as optimistic you know, at the, at the beginning of the season, or maybe even back in, I guess, November, December, whenever it was that we had those three guys signed for the 2020 class, uh, Springer, Walker, and, uh, man, I'm forgetting, Keon Johnson. Like, I was thinking, yeah. okay, well, you know, Josiah James is going to develop into a guy that he can be your go-to guy in year two, because I didn't think he was a one-and-done guy, but I thought by the time he's year two, he's going to be a guy that's given you you know, 15, 8, and 7, or 15, 7, and 7 every any given night. Yeah. And now that, to me, is just a total shot in the dark, a stab in the dark to try to predict or project where he's going to be next season. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, all, all things considered, I, I'd say he's probably, probably, honestly, maybe a six-man guy next year. It's hard to imagine him displacing Viscovi. Um and maybe they share the offensive load and maybe they share the facilitating and you kind of have both of them, but that's kind of also Jaden Springer's role who people are really expecting to come in um, and contribute early and could potentially be a one and done guy. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What, where do you think he kind of projects next season and what are your expectations for him going forward? I'm kind of with you. I hate to say this and I I don't want to like make this sound derogatory towards what, towards Robert Hubs, but you know how like Hubs came in, big five star recruit. I mean obviously not yeah. probably to the caliber of Josiah James, but still a Close. big five star recruit. Yeah. And then he just you know, he just didn't have that it factor. And he, he uh, and I'm sure like by the, you know when you just because you're older or you're experienced, you figure out some games, like you'll have a good senior year and then probably not heard of again. And you know, you might be playing some overseas ball and you're probably doing having a good life, but it's not if you're any guy in big time division one basketball, heck, if you're in division two basketball, 
you still have aspirations and dreams of making it big. So anything under that is not, it's not a failure, but it's under your expectations. And I don't want that for Josiah, but I can kind of see it. Like he just doesn't have that. Like he, he's definitely not the ball handler that I thought he was. Right. You know, he's pretty lackluster with the ball. Um, a lot of guys get, get tips on his stuff, on his handle. He just doesn't have a tight handle and, he, you know, he's a little lackadaisical with it. Sometimes it's like, man, and then he's gotten worse when he goes, sometimes he just puts himself in spots where you're just like, what are you doing? The end of that Auburn game was a prime example. He drove baseline and had no, just jumped up in there for no reason. It gets just kind of like flutters towards the corner and they steal it. It's like, man, what are you thinking, brother? What are you thinking? But I don't know, man. I think I'm with you. I think he's more of the six-man type next year. I think Springer's got that attack mode mentality. Vescovi still has that. I mean, besides, he's got to get, he's got to learn how to use his right hand. That's another thing you saw from from all wit this, this last night was he dogged him and he sat on his left hand. You know how they do that kind of stuff with James Harden? I felt like that was it a lot last night with the Scobie. And it's like he didn't know where to go. He, he's got to get a new move. And that was a horrendous stat line for somebody that's considered our, our point guard. Five turnovers, no assist. 0 for, yeah. 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Terrible night. Hounded him. Hounded him. That's tough, man. Um, I, I just don't know. I I think Josiah's just got to figure out a way to get him get a different mentality. Almost, I hate to say that, but he just—I mean, look at his stat line: no point, zero point. He played twenty-five minutes last night, zero points on zero of six shooting from two-point land, and I guess zero two from three-point land, and then three assists, one turnover. That's fine, you know. The nice assist turnover ratio, but. Guy can't put it in the basket. Just can't do it. Devontae Gaines is taking his minutes because just from hustle, nowhere near the skill. Nowhere, I mean, nowhere near the, the, the physicality, but at least Gaines shows that heart and passion. I mean, he's attacking. He's terrible from the free throw line like a lot of our team. But <laughs> he, he, at least, he at least has yeah. some sort of spirit. And I hate to say it, but like Gaines might be our vocal leader on the floor right now. And it's a freshman. As the, the skinniest freshman in the SEC, he is our vocal and maybe like set the tone physicality leader right now. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it is crazy. And I'll tell you, I really like Gaines. I mean, he's a guy, obviously, that's got a long way to go developmentally as a prospect. But he does play with that hunger and that passion. Love it. And he's like really slippery. Yeah. Like he's, I was just noticing like, him offensively, I mean, obviously he's not super dangerous at this point, but he just like would sneakily get past people. And I think he's just long, rangy. Yeah, you know, kind of. He's not gonna blow by you, but it just seems like I saw him do like kind of a spin and get around a guy, and it was really smooth, really quick, mm-hmm. um, really agile. So I guess some of that probably comes with weighing twenty or thirty pounds less than a lot of those guys <laughs> yeah. before, but. <laughs> If he can, if you know, if he can maintain his his quickness, his agility, um, he seems like a guy that's got the passion and the want to get to the basket, and then got the means to get there too. So, yeah, um, he could be a dangerous player in, in another year or two. I really like. I him think so too. Yeah. 
Yeah, he'll be he'll be big time. I think you think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a really good college player. You know. I think so too. Yeah, he that really that hunger isn't instilled in everybody, and there's a lot of this team right. that I don't see. There's parts of it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, Bowden has had that the last couple games. Uh, well, except for the Auburn game, really, but uh, that just was absolutely crushing. Um, I know we didn't get to we to, got to talk about that. That that Auburn game was the epitome of this Tennessee season, where you watch a first half and you're like, "Oh wow, we can we can play with some some good teams," and then you're like, "Oh, we can throw the ball." A little bit of pressure comes on this team, and they didn't. Auburn didn't do anything spectacular. They just pressured us three quarters court and locked us up. That was it. Just locked Tennessee up, made them start turning it over. Those we, it looked like Tennessee every time they'd set a set a screen for each other in in the backcourt, they'd fall over. I mean, it's just like it's like what do we do? We're these are Division One yeah. athletes tripping over each other. Hey, y'all, it's like my goodness, man, my goodness, and it just was crushing to watch. It was just two terrible ways to lose the last two games. Getting, you know, humongous choke job. Probably, I think it was one of the biggest blown leads in, in the country this year so far. Plus, you know, then just getting blown out inside the, the Hoosiers' evil TV, evil movie villain, you know, backwoods Fayetteville. Yeah. Fayetteville. Oh, God. What a gross place. Fayetteville, Arkansas. We're gonna create T-shirts that crap on it because yeah, that's what we did last podcast. So we did. That's the move. We did bad. <laughs> I want to apologize to the people of Fayetteville. <laughs> They're sweet people, and honestly, I think um, we owe them an apology after what they did to us. Well, they also owe us an apology for what they did. To exactly, us. it's both ways. We uh, both need to, you know, just tug it out towards the end. <laughs> just tug it out. We don't have any room to talk anymore. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any room to trash the town because they just trashed our basketball. Team, exactly. So. So, it's like, oh, get better at basketball. We'll do. And then come talk to us. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe next year. You know, yeah. Maybe next year. Next year. We got you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think this is a team that can recreate that magical run, <laughs> I think, in Georgia in like 2010, 2011, where they came in as like a 9 or a 10 seed in the conference? And somehow, some way, they ended up winning the conference tournament. It could be—I could be way off on the year, but I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. They were like—they weren't—they were—they were, they were, they were yeah. sub five hundred, weren't they? Yeah, they were—they were terrible. And then out of nowhere, it was one of the craziest SEC tournaments I can remember in some time. Like, and from what I remember, like Kentucky was really good that year. Like, it wasn't like they just had a just a trash run to the SEC. Final, or maybe Kentucky might have got knocked out on their way there. I don't remember, but anyway, all that said, do you see this Tennessee team somehow pulling it together for three or four games and giving us our one shot at this point? I mean, there's no, there's no path that gets us to the NCAA tournament that doesn't go through yeah. Nashville and winning it all in Nashville. Okay, what do you? Think? Do, you what, what, yeah. do you want me to give you? The realistic answer, or how, or what the dream answer is that it would take, as I can break I it down for you. <laughs> so 
I think go ahead, give me the real answer first, because I feel like that'll take all of about 20 seconds. Okay. And then leave, and then tell me what would have to occur or transpire to make that happen, to see this dream run for our Tennessee ball. Okay. So the realistic answer is I do th- – I feel like we – I feel like this Tennessee team wins one game in the tournament. Okay. Gets our hopes up. Maybe even wins by like – beats Georgia or something that first little round or whatever. Okay. All right. And then we're we're going to play – I don't know how that would work out. Who would, How would it work out after that? Maybe play Florida or somebody like that. We'll keep it yeah. close and, and then lose. Yeah. That's what happens in the realistic answer. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. All right, now give me – let's say I'm dreaming and I want to hear that my Tennessee Vols still have a shot at winning the SEC tournament despite the displays that we've seen in the past few games. What's All right, here's, here's how this happens, okay? I want everybody to imagine – I want everybody to look back and think in your mind, how have teams won? How have like surprising teams won big tournaments? How have teams won national championships through one dominant scoring guard getting hot at the end? Jordan Bowden has come on as of late. He has. has. And you know what also is happening right now? He realizes in his mind, he's like, listen, I've only got a few games left. Something's going to happen this week. Something's going to be said in these next couple weeks at this awkward timing where he's going to realize, wow, I only have a few shots left to ever playing me- like really, really big-time meaningful basketball for the University of Tennessee. That's going to kind of scare him, and then he's going to get in it. And I know, like, you know, maybe he's he, – he's. it's one of those things you're like, well, why hasn't he caught on so far? Well, he has a little bit the last couple, what, last couple yeah. games. He yeah. has. Let's say this man gets hot. Every great team has a hot guard. I mean, and I'm not comparing him, but let's be honest. Nobody thought all these guys would be what they are now. But Donnie DiVincenzo, Villanova, Ty Lawson, Carolina, Kimba oh, yeah. Walker. Kimba Walker, Shabazz Napier took some trash, trash Connecticut teams to win national championships with them. There's been countless Syracuse guards, Duke guards. Tyus Jones was the leader. Everybody's like, well, they had your local for it. Yeah, they did. Don't get me wrong. But Tyus Jones was the best player on that team. I'm going to give you a rundown. Jordan Bowden would have to average about 26 to 27 a game. He gets hot, absolutely in fuego. Somehow, Viscovi is in Nashville, and some beautiful girl leans over and says, go to your right hand. So then that's all it takes. Because let's be honest, if a pretty girl tells you to do something, you do it. So that's how that happens. Josiah James gets to Nashville, sees sees the big stage. He's in a big city, just, you know, it's like, wow, man. You know, I know it's not a basketball city, but he's like, I, I want to live this life, you know? So he gets inspired. He he gets a little bit, you know, competitive with Joe, with the, with Bowden. He loves to see – he's watching his progress. He's loved seeing it. He wants to help that man out too, so he starts just dropping dimes. Euros Plavich 
just kind of figures a few things out. He makes a couple tough rebounds. He's into it. The vibe's just going all because of Bowden's just buckets that he's getting. Right. So we, we go out there, we blow out the first team. But enough where we can r- do a little bit of resting of Bowden in, in the late in the second half. Okay? The right. Scovy during that time gets a little hot. He catches his little fever. Okay? So while Bowden's out resting because you got to save it up, you know, it's all it's – all, it's all game. It's all systematic as far as how you're going to win this tournament. Everybody's going to be as rested as they possibly can because it's a long run. This is going to be a Thursday to Saturday or Sunday event for Tennessee Volunteers if they're going to win this thing. So we're running through. So Scovie catches a little heat as well. So now we have both of our guards playing out of their minds. We go out and we beat some team. I don't know who that is. Who would it be in our next round? Probably, let's say, mm, we'll say Kentucky. Kentucky, LSU. Yeah, let's say let's say we luck out and we get LSU. We beat LSU. Now we got confidence. Now we got big confidence. Now we've got, you know, we're rolling. So now, Devontae Gaines. Yeah, Devontae Gaines takes out, goes in. He has a great game. He gets 15. Pons has 16 to 17. Bowden has another 30-point night. Muscovy has an off night, but he's dropping dimes. Ten assists, only two turnovers, you know, six, seven points, but he's just hanging on the rock. Mr. Fulkerson, another double-double, but has five blocks. Game-saving, game-saving steal, you know, for some reason he's on the ground after he steals the ball, but it's a huge steal. Let's call it what it is. So now we go in, we beat, we beat Auburn. We'll call it Auburn. Okay. And then we get a rematch with Kentucky in the championship game. And Mr. Fulkerson says, not today, Kentucky. Not today, you mafia ringleader, John Calipari. <laughs> he goes out and he has his first 30 and 10 game. Bowden has 27, another double-digit assist game for Vescovi, and Josiah James absolutely locks up Emmanuel quickly, and it's all around just wonderful. Eves Ponds, another big knot defensively, you know, gets 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 10, 12, and Devontae Games is just playing out of his mind defensively, and here we are going to the NCAA tournament. Honestly, that was a beautiful picture that you just painted. I tried and, uh, to. It, it was needed, you know. I'm not gonna lie; I needed to escape reality for just a little bit. And not just a little bit. About, yeah, not think about the NIT. Not, not, not get realistic. Let's just dream. Um, and honestly, it could happen. You know, I'm. Would I? Am I gonna bet or put money on that happening? Absolutely. Not, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Absolutely. I think not. I, I feel about as comfortable buying a lotto ticket as I would feel comfortable placing a bet on mm-hmm. on uh, your Tennessee balls to pull that off. But, hey, you know, it could happen. I really do think this team, I mean, they would just about have to play perfect. But if they hit a really, really good run where everybody's clicking, everybody's playing well, I mean, I think this team has the talent to play with anybody, and they've shown that. But they also yeah. have shown that they have the skill to lose to anybody. So, um, I don't know, you know. It's too early to tell. It's too early to say at this point, but obviously 
recent performances haven't again, at least given us hope um, going forward. So we'll see. Yeah. But that's so my dream picture. Ahead the next season. But I, I think I think that's best because I hate to say it, but if this Tennessee team comes out has continues this play rough, you know we win, you know one of the last three, maybe, maybe right. Uh, right. Go to the NIT, probably not one of the last two. If we're going to win one this week's it. Hate to say that, right. but. Um, if you lose these last two, you're you're pretty demoralized. You're ready for this thing to end. Um, I, I can see it being an early bounce in the NIT as well. So I hate to say that, but probably won't host a game either. If you wind up losing out, probably not going to host yeah. a game. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's gotten bad. Honestly, this season went from cusp of a really good season. Not really good, but cusp of the NCAA tournament to – we are now well, well out of the NCAA tournament. Oh season. yeah, it has to be. A... First four out. We're not in the next four out. We're not in the next next four out. We're probably not even the next 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 four out. <laughs> I mean, we are. <laughs> we are a long first ways. 20, first thirty out, maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, enough about Tennessee basketball. Um, I'm yeah. bumming myself out, and I don't want to bum out our listeners too hard. Balls baseball, you know. I'm not a Dude. baseball fan, but man, you gotta like what's being built on the hill right now. You gotta like what um, they've been able to put together. I mean, this is this program has looked totally different. They knocked off Texas Tech. Was that this last weekend? Uh, yeah, like maybe Thursday or Friday. It's about a week ago. Um, yep. Knocked off the number one ranked baseball team in the country at the Round Rock Classic. Um, Look great out there. Were, Look great. Yeah, I mean we have we have been thumping everybody that we've played. Like mm-hmm. it's not even really been close in any of the scorelines that I've seen or any of the games I've watched. I may have missed one or two, but um, you know we beat Stanford, who I think was you know, top twenty five. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're a good team, good baseball team. And then uh, we've got George Washington this weekend. We got a um, you know I think playing two or three games against them, but. Um, Anyway, I mean, you should be, I feel like, very optimistic about the outlook of this season and the team that, that Tennessee's got. I mean, and really, I don't know if you saw this, but following that weekend against Texas Tech, Tennessee uh, baseball was the second leading team on Twitter as far as, like, tweets and people, what people were saying about them on Twitter. That's um, big. So, yeah, that's really big, you know, because I think a lot of people would like to see Tennessee be competitive in baseball. Um, and I think that for a long time it's kind of been thought that the program support wasn't there and obviously we'll need fans to show up and buy tickets and go to games in addition to just like tweeting about it but yeah um i think this last weekend was really big and generating some buzz and getting some excitement around the program particularly mm-hmm. as fans are kind of bummed about how this basketball season has turned out it kind of gives them something else to divert their attention away from i don't want yeah. to say the train wreck but <laughs> from yeah. what's going on over at thompson bowling yeah, because they, man, they, cr- they crushed. I mean, I know it's Northern Kentucky and UNC Asheville, but crushed them and twelve one, thirteen one, or fifteen one. Sorry. So yeah, I'm with you. It's. Uh, and did you see that? I can't remember which. I know they have multiple different polls in uh, college baseball, but um, one of them moved Texas Tech up. They had them at number four, and they moved them up to number two. 
after losing to Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. I saw yeah. that, and I saw yeah. – and then the crazy thing about it is the writers will answer fan questions, and so they're trying to justify in their fan – they're not even backing down from it. They're trying to justify why Texas Tech moved up after losing to us, and then yet we still didn't crack the top 25. And he's like, well, you know, really, we – we didn't really have a good argument for any of the number two teams, and we're projecting what it's going to look like the rest of the season. We still feel like Texas Tech is one of the best few teams in baseball, and their their loss was the least bad of the other, you know, teams that were in consideration for the top four. It was just like, honestly, just the lamest response, and fans were letting him have it on Twitter. It was hilarious. Like, you miss with all Twitter. Twitter probably hates this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All Twitter, undefeated. Oh, as always, nothing as to there. But. Always, it's impressive. <laughs> like it really it's is. it's one of those like I have to like be careful and like because I just get caught up watching ball Twitter just flock to certain <laughs> subjects and just destroy people, just destroy people. Oh yeah, and it's it's incredible. It really is. It's like they come out of the woodworks too, man. It's yeah, like people that you're like. I didn't even know that you would be on Twitter. You know, it's like 50-year-old, 60-year-old moms sometimes, like, coming yeah. out people's, like, high. They are coming for, like, the throat. You know, they're going in for the kill. And you're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize, like, we were so invested. But, hey, you know, I dig it. I respect it. And I'm, I'm in the orange and, and letting them know when they've got some bad takes because somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And if it's that 40-year-old mom, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> So freaking so be, it. be it. Yeah. That was big time, though. I, I, it's nice to see because for as long as I can remember baseball program, Ben, it's been tough, man. It's not, not had that. I know last year was a big push, and the SEC is just so loaded with talent every year, year oh, in, year out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, college baseball is not the biggest thing in the world. The World Series always gets a lot of, gets a lot of looks. But other than that, it's really – it's one of those things throughout the season. It just doesn't carry the same clout uh, as most other right. sports. So it's kind of nice to have that buzz and have that something for the spring and something fun to look forward to. So I like right. to like to see. I mean, I know we talked about maybe going this weekend. I don't know if I will or not, but I would. Uh, I, I will. Right. I will be up there to see some. We'll be up there. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. No, that'd be sweet. Um... Yeah, I'd love to go. I'm going to definitely try to go to a, at least a couple games. I was wanting to go to some this week, but I think they all started at 4.30, at least the one at a couple I checked. And, you know, I'm not getting off till 5.30, so it's like, yeah, well, shoot, I miss half the game by the time I get over there. But, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting. And I will say I was a little frustrated. I was reading those questions that they were submitting to that. I think it was called Baseball America, maybe. Um, and the, the next question after Tennessee's success was like, which programs do you think will target Tony Vitello considering his recent success at the University of Tennessee? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, just let us enjoy our moment. You know, let us have our, our success and not have to think about replacing a coach after he's finally got our, our baseball program headed in the right direction after, like, 20 years of mediocrity, Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, I like the fact that Fulmer's at the, at the helm. I think he's a guy that would – he would probably try to ante up and keep Vitello here. He's a young guy mm-hmm. that is really well liked within the program, um, really well respected within the baseball community, and I would love to see him be at Tennessee for a long time. So hopefully we can we can make that happen and 
I know he's got connections to Arkansas, so and Arkansas is traditionally like one of the best. I would say one of the top five baseball teams in the SEC, um, but which is pretty tough considering the talent. I mean, yeah. that usually means you're one of the top ten or fifteen teams in the country. Um, which I don't know where they've been the last couple of years, but yeah. Anyway, all that to say, um, I'm hoping that Tennessee can hold on to him, and I don't want to think about him leaving yet. But exactly. I'm just like, oh, are you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those. Like, it's not like a school. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of somebody. You know, if you're Colorado, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of schools that it's tough. Like they're still large state schools, but don't have quite the funding, if you want to call it, that Tennessee, like Tennessee has that clout where you're, if you leave Tennessee with the notoriety that you would get anywhere else, it just wouldn't need that big of an improvement. If you created a dynasty at Tennessee, that's huge. Like, I mean, I know it's not, I know yeah. it's not Texas and, you know, South Carolina has been so good and Vandy, obviously the last couple of, you know, last 10, 12 years, I guess. But man, right. like if you when you create a dynasty at a place like Tennessee, that's that's as big as it gets, kind of kind of deal. It's just there's not. I mean, yeah. I know I understand college baseball programs are just way different. Lacrosse and baseball, just way different avenues that I don't know a whole lot about. Um, besides, you know, just tournament runs. Everybody kind of tunes in to those whenever it becomes tournament time. But a lot of these schools that you never hear of town programs so i don't know it's just uh it's one of those if you build a dynasty here at tennessee and if you stay and you get paid you're gonna get paid well then i don't know i feel like it'd be a really good run for him to stay and enjoy his time here because i know it's not baseball glory as many other sec programs have kind of become but it could be and to build it here would be a really good opportunity for him I don't know how much better he can really get as far as a, a place, a, the size of a school and recruiting opportunities. I don't know. Just uh, be one yeah. of those things unless he just wanted to go back somewhere in particular. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, you know, and I think, um, I mean, you look at how well Bruce Pearl is like for what he was able to do with our basketball program um, uh-huh. and lead it kind of back to national prominence and national relevance after a good, you know, I don't know, a decade or a few decades from where we were just irrelevant. Um, so I think, I don't know, I really, I remember with you. I think that with, if he's able to have success in Knoxville um, and kind of rebuild something that's kind of been torn down, then I think that that's only going to help cement his legacy and his status in Knoxville. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to leave um, yeah. for that if Tennessee's willing to ante up and, and pay what a lot of these other uh, college baseball programs are willing to pay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so speaking of getting paid, I don't think a lot of guys have made a ton of exercises yet, but today was the start of the NFL Combine. And I know some of these Tennessee boys got an opportunity to do some 40-yard dashing, some bench pressing, and I think a few other drills like the broad jump today. Um, so do you have you checked out any of the Combine stuff yet? Yeah, I mean, I've looked at some of it. Um... I was hoping that – I was really hoping that Jawan Jennings would, would run and do some stuff, but I haven't seen anything that he's done posted if he's done anything. I know um, Marquez Callaway, he ran um, ran a 4.55, which I think is about where people expected him to be. Yeah. Um, 
38 inch vertical jump and then um, broad jump 10 foot 6 inches so I think that vertical is probably pretty strong I think the broad jump 10 6 is strong um, 4 5 5 is probably pretty middle of the pack so, yeah and then he but, yeah he's got he's got those ups though they he did I think he was top 10 in vertical jump right so he's uh yeah. he's up there Juwan, I guess this I, I don't know I don't know if they're posting scores later or if, what the 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 execution is here, but his unofficial time did come in for the forty. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I looked probably like forty five minutes ago, and it wasn't up yet. But um, four seven three unofficial. So, Ooh. yeah, not as fast okay. as I thought. I was, I was thinking I actually thought he might be all right in that, like maybe. Four six ish, yeah. Five, I was thinking uh, yeah. high four fives, low four sixes, but not great. Oof. That's not what you want to see. Not great at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah tough. I saw I saw NFL.com had him projected as a sixth to seventh round pick, which I was like really really surprised by because I mean I'd seen some other places. I think P or uh, Pro Football Focus had him as like a. A first round pick and one of their drafts, yeah. one of like the Packers yeah. or something. Yeah, I saw um, them in two of them. So, yeah, so I mean, it, it was kind of shocking to see. And I, I don't really know how much stock to put into NFL.com. I, you know, yeah, with their, with them being actually the NFL organization, I don't think they have to really work hard to build or establish credibility in that respect. They can just slap grades on there and kind of let it fall where it will. But, um, Anyway, I saw that and I was like, geez, I never would have thought that he would be considered to be a late round. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to go first round either, but I thought, you know, he'll at least be like a third or fourth round pick. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, man, uh, not also not looking good. I mean, Dominic Wood Anderson had a really rough 40 time today, especially for a guy that's not known for his blocking early. So it's going to be right. tough. He, he's one of those that probably kind of need to show athleticism. But go ahead. Yeah. I saw, I saw where he was like, um, I think the second slowest among tight ends. Yeah, that was that was pretty surprising, pretty disappointing. Um, and then his vertical wasn't bad though. I think he had like a thirty-five inch vertical or something like that. Yeah, Juwan Juwan just posted he only had a twenty-nine vertical. Yeah, jeez, dude, that's that's terrible. Yeah, oh, he's not helping himself. It, might, it probably would have been better not to even test at that point. I mean, yeah. he had a strong showing at the senior bowl. Yep. He had a strong finish to his senior career. I think I would have acted like I was injured, to be honest. Like, maybe not severely injured, but had like a tweak and didn't want to. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough call. But if you knew you were going to go out there and put out a 475 or 472 or whatever it was, and then a 26 inch or vertical, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Not, not great. Um, he had an okay broad jump, one nineteen. It's okay. It's not great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those that you really need to. He needs to show explosiveness for him. I mean, it's actually actually for the wideouts, it's been pretty rough. But yeah, ooh. he is. I mean, he is one of those guys. Looks way different on film than he is in real life. So, I mean, he's just such a good football player that, you know, it's like it, it is another one of those factors. It's like, hey, well, you know what this guy can really do on the field. And it's like, look at my film. And, but I don't know. That's always tough. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
because they they do. I, mean, do... I think he led. Go ahead. He led the nation in missed tackles. Right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, or for wide receiver. At least. Yeah, for a while. I think for a while. Or forced missed tackles, I should say. But what were you saying before? I no, no, I was there? just saying like it, I don't, I, I don't, I I think that the media and fans put way more clout into these things. I think it kind of they're small separators for some people and they help you get an idea, but you know, you're going to get that guy on an interview and all that stuff. But yeah, like it, it'll move you up and down and it can help a lot of people and it can hurt you. But I, I think for the most part, people have an idea of like how good somebody is. They don't need to see somebody run 40 yards, no pads to, to understand. But I do think it, it can only hurt him if he knew that he wasn't just going to shock the world. Like if he was like, okay, you know what? Right. Yeah, I know what I am on film, but I'm about to show these dudes. I'm going to run a four or five, and be like, oh wow, that's that's good for him. Right. Or if he were to like right. get in there right. and you know crush a broad jump and a vertical, but twenty nine, pretty low on the one nineteen on the on the broad jump. It's not great. Yeah. Well, I wonder too. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he's kind of a guy that's a gamer and it's not like a super hard worker in the weight room? Because to me, he's always – he hasn't looked like the most physically developed guy, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Like, he's got like a little bit of a belly and then like his arms aren't particularly large. Like, you look at a guy like Callaway and he kind of looks like what you would expect a D1 wide yeah. receiver to look like after four years in a weight program. And, I mean, not to say that – I mean, because Juwan's obviously strong, and he's obviously making people miss and forcing his tackles. But um, do you think maybe he's not as as hardworking from Monday or Sunday through Friday as he is on Saturday? Maybe. Or do you think it's just kind of one of those things where he's just not as athletic as the other guys? Yeah, I think I just think that he might not be as athletic. I I feel like he's one of those guys that's pretty daggum strong. I bet he works hard in the weight room. But I, it's like this meme I saw the other day. It's like you know what? I'm the guy that uh, works hard in the weight room, but you can tell he don't pass up a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's to want, and that's okay. Cause that's, that's how I like my people, you know, like that's what, uh, that's, that's what me. most of my friends that's are. Me. Yeah. That's sure. what my friends, that's what we do. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of those that I'm not, you know, I don't hate it, but I don't know. I, I think he's one of those just natural, like, you know, there's always those guys in this world we all had we all had yeah. those people in high school that were just freaks in a weight room, and they never went in there hardly, or they maybe didn't work as hard. Uh, but they're just so much stronger than everybody else, just naturally. I think that's him in a lot of ways. Um, so he may not have to work as hard. Yeah, I don't know. And I think whenever it becomes his full time job, maybe it'll be different when he realizes that you know he's not just going to big boy everybody in the NFL. Uh, and he'll need yeah. to really work on it because you see those guys all the time. It's like they make these physique changes, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, he had because he has that potential." That's the thing is like he's got yeah. this, like, yeah, he's got these these intangibles like the the shoulders, and he's got huge, he's got size and power that you know a lot of guys just don't have. And you can see the way he runs, but yeah, I, I'm thinking, I think I'm with you. I think it actually might be just. Just a little not work as hard. He's already naturally strong, and he probably doesn't like – you know, he's in college too. It's probably doesn't really have to – like he, he cares right. about his diet some, but then like, you know what, I'm going to 
I'm going to have me a, you know, large pizza and I love, yeah, I'm going to have me a cookout tray. Yeah. I'm going to stop over on, on the strip on the way back out of class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's a guy that's probably lazy, but I, I do think he is probably a guy that was able to honestly just rest on his competitiveness and, like, kind of like you were saying, where there's some guys that are just gifting the weight room, I feel like there's other guys that are just yeah. going to win. Like, I don't know if you ever played against those guys and pick up basketball, but there's some dudes that they don't seem like they're the fastest or, like, the most athletic, but, like, they just know how to yep. win, and it's almost like they just can't lose. And it's frustrating because those are the kind of guys you hate playing against because they're just so annoying because you're like, I don't know why we can't seem to stop you or can't seem to figure out how to beat you, but – like no matter what we try to throw against you, it just seems like you just want to win more than we do, and that seems to win yeah. out over logic or even reason at times. So I don't know. We'll see. I think he'll have a good career. I really do. Me too. I think that he has to be one of the most competitive guys that's come through the program in a while, and I think that'll probably fuel him to work harder and harder um, and to be a big-time contributor at the next level. I don't think he'll be maybe an NFL pro guy, year in, year out, but I do think that he's a guy that will probably land on a roster and, and stay yep. there or stay in the NFL for at least, I would think, six or seven Me too. Years. And for him, so. it's I think it's one of those life things where he is, because he's got the right type of personality, where this year he got to feel that success, uh, I mean, maybe not to the full extent of, you know, winning a national championship, but I'm just saying, he got notoriety, he got to be beloved by a fan base so you get what you he gets to know what that feels like and that right. feeling for those type of people from what i hear is there's just nothing comparatively <laughs> so yeah he got to feel that and then now he's back to a spot where i'm sure some fan base is gonna like him now the only thing for him like if he were to came if he were to come to the titans obviously that will translate but right if he goes to somewhere right. else, then he's just going to be a guy that they got. And it's like, oh, I like that guy. He was good at Tennessee. That's all you are. Um, right. So maybe right. if, you know, he, he's going to have a weird chip on his shoulder and that guy with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to work hard and he's going to make right. that physique change and he's going to he's going to get the right trainers to work on footwork and his – He's gonna be it. He's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna work his freaking tail off, um, year in year out, and he's just gonna get better and better. So I, I do. I think, I think he has this ceiling of being a guy that he gets to go to a couple Pro Bowls. You know, they're like you know he may not be a like you said year in year out. He's not. He's not gonna be an All Pro guy. But I do see that there's this potential because he's gonna work so hard. He's going to compete. Fans are going to yeah. love him. He's going to be a leader. Um, he's going to have some good yep. stat years, like, you know, the right situation. He could he could be a monster inside the red zone, you know, in multiple different ways. Yep. He's going to, you know, he's going to get those fun plays. You know, he's going to have a ton of – I think he's going to have a ton of those highlight plays every year where he's just like some dude fighting for – four extra yards, he gets in the goal, you know, scores on it when he should have been stopped at the four. Um, he's going to have a ton of those right. plays, and people are going to love him. And let's be honest, it's partially a popularity contest, so if he's anywhere close, he's going to get in a Pro Bowl. And 
Yeah, I just think that's that's his ceiling, man. I think he really has a chance to be potential, you know, the right situation. A couple Pro Bowl guy, uh, has a good career, like you said. Think uh, I think seven, eight years for him is very easily possible. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think, um, and, you know, the big thing, too, I don't remember, but I know Jerry Rice, I mean, he's one of the, considered one of the greatest receivers of all time. He wasn't a guy that really wowed the combine. I think he ran like a 4-6 or a 4-7. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, obviously I'm Mike Piper, are you saying Jerry saying Rice is Jawan <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Jawan Jennings will be the greatest receiver. You heard it here first, folks. Right Write down it down. <laughs> we, he's coming for Jerry. He's coming for the mantle of the greatest receiver of all time for sure. That's no, what I just like, found. I found I out for my right. headline what we're going to put in this show. Can't wait. <laughs> Is Jawan Jennings the next but, Jerry Rice? Mike Piper. Most yeah. definitely. Um, if, that is, if that doesn't get spark some people's interest and at least have them make fun of me on social medias, I don't know what will. Yeah. You know? but, uh, oh, I can't anyway, wait to put yeah. that. We're going to get um, all sorts of listens now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they do put too much stock in the combine. Uh, I think that we both agree Jawan's going to have a good career in the NFL mm-hmm. um, if, he's, if he's able to keep his head on straight. And the one thing I was going to say before we change topics or wrap it up, I'm not sure, but um, one program, and I wouldn't love this because, honestly, I, I don't like this franchise at all, but I really feel like I could see Jawan going to the New England Patriots. <sighs> he kind of fits the MO. He like, I feel like they like those ultra-competitive guys. They like the guys that maybe – I mean, Jawan has done an amazing job at turning his career around, but he had that little checkered, little checkered spot at UT where – flared up against the coaches, but they love those guys that they can plug into their system that have the heart and want it more than everybody else. Mm. And I would hate that. I would much rather see him in Nashville, but yeah. I do think that he could be successful yeah. in that system. Mm. Dang. I don't know. I don't want I just don't want him to, I don't want him to go to the Jags or somewhere like that and just have a crap career. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh. I'd love for him yeah. to go somewhere fun like if he went out to Arizona, uh, maybe depending on where, you know, if, I keep hearing these rumors about Teddy Bridgewater to uh, the Chargers, something fun like that. You know, I feel like he could fit some molds. And now what would scare the crap out of me for the league is another guy that was kind of the opposite as far as what he was in, at the combine and how he, maybe it was viewed, but was like if, if Juwan were to go to the Seahawks, what they did with DK Metcalf and just found the perfect situation for him. One thing he could want more is what if you gave Russell, what if you gave him Russell Wilson, you know, like stuff, stuff like that. That's, that's where Juwan could really, really make his living. He's going to, he's going to find that right spot, you know, because there, it is going to be, it is going to be some team that's like, Oh, I see what he could really be, because those those teams that are, right. let's be honest, like there's management that's like, ah, eh, I don't know if I want to take a gamble on this guy, because it is kind of a gamble, because he's not a physical specimen, and you can't just work with that. Right. He's a football guy, don't get me wrong, but yeah, a lot of right. teams are questionable, and those bad teams usually don't pick up those kind of guys, but those 
freaking good teams. They know how to scout. They know how to pick the right guys. So he, I, I do feel like he's going to get to a situation where he, he makes his moves and he gets, he gets drafted by the right team or one of the right teams. I think he could fit in multiple situations. I don't think it's a lot like there's certain guys. It's like, if he doesn't go to new England or if he doesn't go to, uh, I don't know. I was trying to think if there was a running back in our situation for the Titans, like if he doesn't go to the Titans, you know, then he won't, if he doesn't get the volume of carries, he's just not going to get it or certain type of guys like that. There's always players uh, that fit molds, but like Cordell Patterson, uh, he's one of those that who knows what he could have been if he would have worked out in New England earlier on in his career, you know, got a returner, multi, right. multi, multifaceted guy. But anyways, just thinking, I just think Dewan has multiple opportunities and, He's going to be good for a long time. I just don't want him to go to a crappy situation where they're rotating quarterbacks every freaking four months. And, yeah. 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 I'm with you, though, man. I think Seattle could be a great landing spot because I think one thing that would be great in Seattle is a guy with a good football IQ, good football instincts because of the amount of time that Russell Wilson is able to create with his feet and with his legs, Uh you know. So at that point, you're not really running your routes anymore. You're trying to find open space, and I feel like that's the role that that Juwan could really excel in, just because he's a guy that understands and can play the game of football better than really better than a lot of players we've seen at the University of Tennessee in the last fifteen yeah. years. So that would be that would be a really interesting place. Green Bay would be a great place for him to land. Really, anybody that has kind of a mobile quarterback that can. I mean, heck. Kansas City. That oh my gosh! I don't know if he'd get playing time in Kansas City right now. Goodness oh, gracious, man! He'd be the third or fourth guy, best case scenario. Yeah. There, but um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's exciting to think about. I'm looking forward to watching him, watching Callaway. I really feel like Batuli has slept on it. I'm not sure why, but everybody's saying he's going to be like, um, I don't know, priority free agent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's – is it just he's not fast enough or mobile enough to be a good cover I think guy, so. Though he's really only a run stopper? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but okay. that's another one. He'll – I think when's uh, – what day is, is he on? I can't remember. Oh, uh, he'll be Saturday. So that'll be nice to see. Um, Batuli yeah. Saturday's the the defensive lineman and linebacker. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, got Florida on Saturday at home for basketball. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Batuli's he's probably gonna have to show out and do make sure his athlete, he's another guy. He's a prime example. It's like really good on the football field. He could make himself some extra money and actually get drafted. Um, if he were to really show out and do things, that would surprise people athletically. You know, if he runs a good 40 or a good yep. cone drill, which the cone drill stuff, that's kind of what they look for a lot of times with linebackers and things. Right. And, you know, it's always cool if some guy gets a fast 40 and monster bench press numbers. So, um, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I, what about Nigel Warrior not being invited? To me, that was a little crazy. Really? I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know. Um, he, he had a tough, tough, <laughs> tough. <laughs> first three years senior year he was fine yeah yeah he was like all secs or somebody voted him as all secs yeah which i mean obviously i'm with you first three years 
were abysmal. But he got better. This last year, figure out. I mean, I still he got better. That Kentucky game, man, I still remember him coming down the field, just destroying the lead ball. Yeah, bringing down Lynn Bowden on the one play. Like, so maybe that's kind of coloring my memory of him as a player. But um, and I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't expecting him to be a you know top three day one or even day two guy. But I thought. I thought he would get an invite to the combine. Me to be too. Honest, but yeah, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, he he may not even get a sniff with the NFL. I don't know. I, I, he's another guy that, and really, this is a testament, to Jeremy Pruitt. How many of these guys are we talking about? And we're like, they're not really athletic freaks, but they're good. Exactly. Like, to me, to me, that sounds like it's coaching, all that you is. Know? It's like it, it's getting guys in the right spot, coaching them up, teaching them how to play the position, and these guys lit it up and did amazing their senior year. And, I mean, Batuli was on his way. But nobody, I feel like, can make that case for Jeremy Pruitt as a good developer and a good coach better than Nigel yeah. Camp Because, literally, his first three years at UT, he was, huge, he was huge, a liability. Yeah. Huge bust. Safety and quarterback. I was trying to pull back some uh, River the Titans. I don't know. He's <laughs> Red jokes, but everybody's like, ladies want to go crazy about Ryan Gosling, but they want to forget he's like a liability. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But anyway, um, just a change of note there, I guess, before we call it wraps, because I think we're it's about that time. Ryan Gosling, don't Don't forget. forget. He was not. Yeah, huge liability. Huge liability. Well, Um, well, buddy, I appreciate your podcast with me tonight. Um, but it's been a hoot it always hard. is, my friend. It always is. Good old Rocky Top. Um, balls play Saturday, two p.m. Um, I will yeah. say uh, that we do have a we have a Preds watch party Saturday. We're not doing balls this week. We're doing Preds watch party Saturday night. Um, and uh, yeah, come on out, Parkway Poorhouse. So. Yeah, appreciate you doing this again, buddy. Uh, where can the people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Big Mike Pipe on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Big Mike Pipe. You can find me on the cash app, <laughs> cash tag Big Mike Pipe. Pretty much, you search Big Mike Pipe, one word, you'll find me. I'm there somewhere. And where can the ladies and gentlemen find me? I will you? be at MC Green 423 on the Twitters. And Chaser3050 uh, on the Instagram, man. That's where I'm at. Um, and as always, find us at, find us at Chat 10 Sports. Uh, we got Chattanooga oh. Ball fans, uh, Chattanooga Titans, Braves, all of them. All right. So it's it's a good time. So, buddy, as always, welcome to Valhalla. Peace right, out. I got to shoot. See you.